You're listening to Caddy Wampus. Brian has uh, been talking our ears off about how great Mandy is. And we decided that we would watch Mandy eventually. <laughs> and the only way to watch Mandy was to appropriately make sure we were all pretty well versed in the world of Nicolas Cage and his oeuvre. It's not worth it. Don't do so it. So we started, we started, we started with Face Off. I, I thought I loved Face Off. I feel like every time we do this, I thought <laughs> I thought I loved something, and then you guys go and fuck it up. I'm like the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah, remember that movie you love? Well, yeah. Watch it again. Are it's you like sure? The opposite of It's a Wonderful Life. I don't hate Face Off. I definitely no. It's terrible. Don't don't. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I don't hate it. What else could you want other than the epic battle of Sean Archer, aka Batman, and Nicolas Cage, Caster Troy, aka the Joker? <laughs> It's not as epic as I remember. It was pretty fucking epic. I mean, a they, dude got out of a dude can't get out of a car if it's not in slow motion to score. John Woo's universe, every bullet is high explosive, and everybody keeps firecrackers and fireworks uh, in every box and every room. This you mo- don't. This movie will not have you asking the question: When do we get to the fireworks factory? Because the answer is fucking immediately. You'll even hear the fireworks whirling off. As, as the sound bullets make when it, they well, hit metal. I mean, to be fair, I'm the only one here who's lived in L.A., and I can tell you with authority, after living in L.A. for almost a decade, there's definitely fireworks everywhere in every building, ready to go. I, I always store my fireworks and my CO2 in the same building. Yeah. And it's always right off right the tarmac at LAX. Right next to a jet engine <laughs> turbine, ready to go. Fired up for testing. Just no one around to testing. watch it. We're not even talking about anything beyond the first, like, four no. minutes of this movie. That's what drives that, me insane. That's how epic it is. But That's the... just a start where most movies don't even dare to dream to end. This movie begins. <laughs> it's a pretty epic movie. It's, it's very it's epic. A, it's got a lot of action. It does have a lot of action. It's just real awkward. It's, it's overtly it's... sexual in many disturbing ways. Yeah, and very it's, it's, upsetting like, way. it's like all over the place. Like one of the first times you see Nicolas Cage, he's dressed as a priest and he's like grabbing a, a choir girl's ass. Yeah. He, he sexually uh, molests several underage girls and that's not even the weirdest like sexuality in the movie there's the two siblings who make out at one point which to me i'm like was there a cut line are they just lying about being i wonder if they're just lying about being siblings they, no they say brother and sister multiple times but maybe like that the fbi just are wrong no i'd like to think they are because <laughs> the alternative is disturbing nick cage at one point looks at her and goes when your brother's finished helping me she does not correct him and brother, then he kisses quotation her marks. he open mouth kisses her and then dies and then of course there's, there's the delightful there's the delightful moment where uh nicholas cage's brother is gonna watch him fuck a stewardess who's actually an agent she's an undercover fbi agent that doesn't make the fact that he was gonna watch <laughs> the brother's any like, better Ooh. i'm so and then at one point isn't he like i wish the i wish this nature video would show some fish fucking yeah. i find it erotic <laughs> Nothing gets me off faster than salmon spawning. Okay, so Sean Archer is the head of... Well, at first it seems like they're part of a covert counterterrorism thing, but then it turns out they're just the FBI. Just yeah. the FBI. Well, yeah, because like at first he's like, we're the most covert agency in the world, which means we can't even get noticed when we fucking ask for something. And then he's like, you're the FBI. I'm like, people know what the FBI is. But anyway, so Sean Archer had a son who was murdered incidentally when, uh, when uh, Caster Troy, Nicolas Cage 
tried to tried to murder him. Caster Troy is a dangerous international terrorist. He's like your classic 90s villain where he has no political agenda, but the idea being that different foreign powers or terrorists would hire this guy to build them bombs or some kind and or take care of attacks. He's your classic Robert Ludlum character that doesn't really exist. Your <laughs> like classic you're, jackass that just, you're... <laughs> just fucks around and eats peaches all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Nicholas Cage decided, what if I played the character like the Joker, but way more sexual and way creepier what if I play, the, play it with like the joker but way less realistic <laughs> i think the interesting thing of this movie that again viewers who haven't heard heard of or seen this film before is that the whole premise with face swapping means that at about towards the end of the first act our actors nicholas cage and john travolta Sw- yeah. actually switch places roles. sean archer murders caster troy he so he thinks in in a in a very very circuitous method with a jet engine <laughs> unfortunately nicholas cage caster troy has planted a bomb somewhere we know it's the la convention center but the the heroes <laughs> alleged heroes our heroes are our, our, our intrepid heroes, heroes they can't get anybody to talk so even secreter division of the fbi or government shows up and it's cch pounder and she's like one you didn't kill caster troy two we kept him alive three we didn't tell anybody four we have state-of-the-art face swapping technology <laughs> and you're the only one that can swap places you studied him so much you can become him because his physique was right and he he, he knew how his relatively mind right yeah he well the idea is that he could they, play they the hit part. him with a couple lasers and they're good to get they, yeah. they hit him with some lasers they put nicholas cage's face onto onto john travolta so sean archer looks like caster troy they leave his face in stasis and they're like you're gonna put you in the secret prison that we've put his brother pollux troy and you're gonna basically get him to tell you where the bomb is unbeknownst to sean archer nicholas cage caster troy wakes up without a face manages to get his get his goon squad together take everybody who knows that sean archer's done this murder all of them after they put john travolta's face on him so now sean archer is caster troy and caster troy is sean archer and they have switched places which is why the movie of course is called face switch and um, um and then they face off yeah there's a, that's a this detail that bothers me a freaky friday this, this, ever this guy wakes up in a hospital he wakes up out of his coma with no face with no face great makes scene. a phone call with no lips no lips which to to their credit he does sound like he's trying very hard to talk but he's still making full syllables that you need lips to make anyway are in the nine your work doctor <laughs> anyway as he smokes a cigarette how do you smoke a cigarette without lips hold it with your teeth yeah why you, would you why you won't get a good drag with that that's nonsense if you don't have a face then, you really give a fuck painkillers here and somehow this guy troy manages to find out the only three people that know about this super secret like yeah, he really lucked operation. out that they were all i don't know in a carpool together or something yeah they were yeah. carpooling home the office is closed like he wakes up and it's like completely dark no one's there CCH pounder his his friend um and the doctor i guess right yeah sets them all on fire and burns the whole facility down i assume there was some nurse there who was like i remember that guy we switched his face oh yeah that dude so how did how does he get his face back? Well, yeah. So, okay. Long story That's short, they seven. trade places. Nick Cage. Now Nick Cage is Sean Archer. So Nick Cage has to break out of the prison. Now John Travolta is Caster Troy. He decides to fuck his way through John Travolta's life. I know what I'll do. I'll try and seduce my wife and my daughter and people at work. And so Sean Archer gets out of prison. There's a really excellent action sequence that should be the end of the movie in which they both stare at each other in a mirror. So they're shooting at themselves, which is really their enemy. And then you're like, what a great ending. I'm sorry. There's an hour left in this movie. <laughs> 
That was a really good scene. You're like, what an excellent scene. That's really the summation, the culmination of this film. And they both hesitate. And then you're like, there's one more hour left. Yep. Yeah. And instead of, like, instead of the... ending there, you end with a... Like uh, speedboat chase. Well, speed after a chase. church shootout. And a uh, harpoon. Harpoons. And... Basically, Sean Archer learns to live again because he meets uh, Nick Cage's old squeeze and basically finds out that she has his child. And then he decides to steal this kid because, you know, he basically is responsible for the death of this kid's mother and killed his father. Also, so this, this kid... kid's mine now. This kid just happens to look almost exactly like the kid that was shot. Well, he's got by a similar bowl Troy. cut, which helps. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he has the time of his life. You does look some like drugs. A, you look like every '90s kid. Yeah. Ever. Yep. Flash. Ah, you in fact do look like one of the three ninjas. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. You did look a little bit like Tom Tom. Oh, yeah. But but after but after a massive boat chase, <laughs> that kind of came out of nowhere. The only real explosions in the movie. That's true. During the boat Firework chase. Firework-less explosions. Yeah. Well, he he runs into one police boat, which just serves as an explosive ramp for him to catch. Because that's how boats work. If I hit your boat with my boat, I'll just run over it like a ramp. Yeah. No. It was a very flimsy police boat. Their or, budget or was it was very, very sturdy, thin. but only that 45 degree angle. Right. The superstructure, of course. Yeah. yeah the superstructure of all boats. You know, yeah, it's, it's a it, ramp. Yeah, it's a ramp. That's how things are buoyant. It's, it's a, it's a ramp safe, right? So, so if you, another boat hits you, you just keep going. <laughs> you can just slide under him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you either go underneath and he goes above and nobody dies. Yeah. Read just, a fucking book, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you read Moby Dick? Sounds like I need to go rent a couple boats and uh do some testing on the lake anyway so he gets his face back and uh what, the, the so, uh, how so that's what i was oh they they, they like oh, oh joe joe and alan's like don't worry i told everybody by the way he convinces his wife he's really her husband and she's like okay cool face swap so some blood that's, tests that's why i brought this. it up though because the three people that knew well she leans in and goes i we're flying in the best medical team from dc or from yeah. somewhere but all they're all dead <laughs> like the people well that you have the, to well, assume the, that the, they in LA, yeah in la yeah but, you have to assume that they didn't invent the technology yeah. that some i don't know what do people is there a nobel prize I, I, for this technology I, do people know this technology exists i think it's i think it's stated directly that they have the tech and dc as well and they're the gonna fly him out there it, i think they yeah. say they specifically gonna fly him out there and get him fixed up i yeah. only one that thinks it would have been a better ending if actually his old face had gotten destroyed all of a sudden yeah. it's like you are stuck as this forever you will oh like if there were like, pathos or yeah. stakes or consequences in the story yes, yeah exactly. it would be better yeah, it would yeah definitely instead be of the stakes just being you know that kid you had he literally mine now it, it, i stole my enemy's it, child and raised him as my own does it not just cut from like the beach nicholas cage dying to hey i brought no, this boy they, home they're getting the ambulance and she's like we have the best doctors and yeah, then there's and then a scene actually, with the doctors and yeah. he goes i don't need my scar anymore because i right, found it i right. stole a new kid so i can forget about my that's dead right. kid and then he just shows up and he's like hey by the way Wait, family i've got this little I'm boy i'm home and i brought a kid with me yeah oh yeah he didn't tell joan allen so like dominic swain his teenage daughter's like hey you want to go see your room and then he looks at joan allen and mouths this is okay right and she nods credits and i'm like what <laughs> we're cool right that i stole this kid and we're gonna raise him now i adopted this this is fine right <laughs> i brought this little replacement home yeah it's, it's gonna be okay so this movie was two and a half hours long almost was it yeah anyone got a timer on that how many uh how many minutes? of those minutes were just awkward incest scenes or possible incest scenes? at least 15. at least 15. a solid seven i was gonna say a solid seven minutes it, it might actually be seven but it felt like 15 honestly it was probably about 45 seconds but they they feel even yeah. though they're not in slow motion they sure as fuck feel like they are that first scene where travolta as caster troy walks into his daughter's bedroom oh, and reaches like, for the cigarettes and i was just like oh no oh it's not as bad as later when he just fucking licks her face and i'm like this is horrifying yeah and then later on in the film she's when he gets home her first instinct isn't i can't look at you properly anymore sorry yeah. i shot you dad 
bad. But then again, you did let this fucking happen to me. Yeah, but then again, your choices in life led us to near ruin. It did lead mom to being pseudo-raped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It let, it let your mom basically be, it led to my mom being raped. Man, for there's a lot of rape in this movie. Yeah. This is a strangely yeah. sexual movie. For John Woo, it's very, it very Yeah, it's really weird. It's it's high levels. Sexually I, aggressive. I really, I swear the last time I saw this, I was like 10. And I this wasn't... This is not an okay film for you to be watching at 10. It's now, sending you a lot of weird messages. There's some really disturbing shit. Like, I was shocked. So I remember that, that Danny Masterson plays, like, her boyfriend and, like, tries to tries to rape her in the car and John Travolta saves her. What I don't remember is some of the viciousness of the lines. Where What does he see? He grabs her basically, like, by the throat. And it's like, you think your son of a bitch father's going to save you from this? I'm yes. like, holy shit, dude. <laughs> this is not his first rape rodeo. He's done this before. In the, in, the driveway. in the driveway. <laughs> to be fair, he did save her though. Yeah, that's also really ballsy on that guy. It's like I'm gonna rape the F the top cop in the country, famous FBI agent's daughter. In, in his, his driveway. driveway. <laughs> and, oh, the irony of after the not Travolta saves his daughter and teaches her how to use Caster Troy in the guise of Sean Archer. <laughs> Thank you, David. Troy and Archer. <laughs> Gives her a knife, and then later on she uses it on him. Good irony. The butterfly knife, yeah. 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 Aren't Chek- those illegal? Chekhov's butterfly knife. Well, he's a dangerous international terrorist. A lot of things he does are illegal, like cocaine or uh, nerve gas bombs. I can live with those, but the butterfly knife? You can Ooh, live with the nerve gas bombs. Sus- suspension of disbelief. Ooh. All the rape. <laughs> All the rape he's clearly done. How much of that do you think his brother watched? All. Every yeah, part. It looks like he's never had he's his like, own. Yeah. He's like, what? When that dude in the prison's angry at him. So at one point, a dude in the prison attacks him. And Nick Cage, at this point, who is, is Sean Archer, trying to be Caster Troy. And so, like, this dude attacks him in the prison. And, you know, Pollock's is feeling him out. Like, are you my brother? Did you do that face off surgery? <laughs> that maybe he knows. Like, I, read, I read about that he's, in popular science. I read about, yeah. I, I subscribed <laughs> to the New England Journal of Medicine. And I read about the face off surgery. But Nick Cage plays it off like, oh, I'm, I'm so fried from a coma, man. I don't even remember that guy attacked me and Pollock's Troy does this thing he has this thing of his like hand is always like on his lips and he's guys like pinky out and he's like you had a sex sandwich with his wife and his sister when he got sent in and he says it like oh I was there well he seems to have issues tying his shoes so I'm assuming he doesn't get a lot of play himself that's just a setup so that when he falls he can tie his shoe yeah again. I know because he does that's... care about his brother which you know in itself is can be interesting but it's you know yeah. it can be except when it's <laughs> Except, Except when, when it's, it's not. not. It could be. Lots of things could be interesting, David. In another movie, perhaps. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't even think about it, but this this movie has a somewhat set up like the Punisher, and it also has the Punisher and the villain from the Punisher. Tom Jane is is in the movie briefly as a prisoner. Yeah. And Wait, similar setup in the present sure in what way? His his son's killed and he's like, I guess. Oh, fuck this guy, I'm gonna kill him. John Travolta's the villain and the Punisher. Yeah, he's Howard Saint, yeah. Yeah. Famous Punisher villain, Howard yeah. Saint. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you had to add? You're just like, you're just like, I'm just like, like, I'm just just like bring that up. I'm just like thinking to myself, like, they could have made the Punisher instead of whatever this was. Nicholas but, Cage uh, is the Punisher. Ugh. Oh, Lord. He's better as the Ghost Rider. He's a much better Johnny Blaze. <laughs> so Travolta and Cage is acting. A plus. A plus. So John Travolta, A minus. Nick Cage, A plus plus. <laughs> In every film he's ever in, I, I really do think this might be my favorite John Travolta performance. Like, I think I do think he's good in things like Pulp Fiction, but if we're talking about like performance, I kind of like him in this movie. It's interesting to see him with more flair. It's interesting and him trying more, to channel Nick Cage. Yeah, because like, he's not bad at it. No, it definitely yeah. gets more interesting that, after the when face they switch. Oh yeah, yeah. for the, both of them. 
Ex- except for that one, was it John, uh, John Travolta that was like almost uh, Jim uh, Jim Carrey for a second? And that weird <laughs> oh, oh, scene. Oh, when he's being interviewed by the press, when he yeah. holds up the nerve gas to yeah. the press, he's like, "Got him!" And he's like, yeah. uh, "Can you comment on who on who set the bomb?" He goes, "Well, unfortunately, that's classified, but uh, I would like to say one thing to him if you don't mind." Interception. We got the ball now, and he says it. He his smile, his yeah. chin, his like inflection. It's like fucking Jim Carrey. He looks yeah. right at the camera as he says it. It's like, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's almost as weird as I could eat a peach for hours. Oh, I could eat a peach for hours. That is such a bad line. Yeah, it's such a bad line. It's said eight times in the movie. Yeah. Yep. For some up. reason, I swear, peach is said more than any word in that entire movie. It's said more than nerve gas or face. Yeah. <laughs> and they make up. They say the know, word they face a lot. They, 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 they really made up for it in that one scene of the Casabinis. Took his face off. off. You wait, you want to take his face off? Off. <laughs> no more drugs for that man. <laughs> See, I think this movie's great. You know what? The more I think about it, I'll just watch Face Off again. <laughs> you look so upset, right? Because <laughs> no, so he's talk. so but let's mad. stay in the good place. Isn't the good place actually the bad place? I guess we're not worried about spoilers at all. Snape <laughs> kills Dumbledore. Yeah. What? Anything off. else you want to throw out here, Corey? I'll think, ruin, of it. I'll think of something. Ruin people's experience, I guess. If, which I don't really think spoilers ruin people's experience because this that, stuff's all been out for years. Well, also, I it's think, not a spoiler anymore. Also, I think surprise is inherently overrated. Look, 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 look. <laughs> and okay. not a soul. If something, is, a sole purpose to experience a piece of art is surprise. If something has just been released in stores or just aired, like in last stores. week. Okay, Grandpa. Like, like a book or something, David. Then yeah, yeah on my don't Kindle. talk about spoilers on air. Yeah, on my fucking Kindle. Okay, old man. If something's been out for almost a decade, it's not a spoiler anymore. I'm sorry. Like if you haven't watched it yet or read it yet, I, I don't you talk about probably I don't. don't... Want to talk about that. You're right. We don't want to talk about spoilers, Corey. We want to talk about Blizzard. No, <laughs> Corey, Corey. You know, you know. If you're gonna go off topic, you have to talk about Activision, Blizzard, or Linux, or Linux. These are your three options. Or how you like to like to shit playing Fortnite or whatever. That's What's funny twice. is that I haven't played Fortnite once since. You haven't taken a you shit? Haven't shit in how long? <laughs> how good was Face Off? It was so good that we started talking about taking shits. I fucking, you know what? I really enjoyed Brian, don't be so upset. <laughs> I, I think I'm just exhausted. Because of how good Face Off was? It just like, yeah. you just, it just took yeah. all you. It just it took it everything from you. But like, all that energy. But the way, like, the way like a really good like, uh, like workout did, where you're like, I feel like I really accomplished something. I watched Face Off. All the energy out of it. I've achieved my life goals. That movie ended and you were like, I could eat a peach for hours. Why do I not remember that line? I don't know. You remember that line? I don't know if I could do it as enthusiastically as So on the plane, the flight attendant who's actually an FBI agent, he goes, Spoilers! (laughs) He goes, "Uh, You know what I could really use? Use a peach. You know, I could eat a peach. For hours. <laughs> oh, you got that voice way too right. And then and then later he says it again. Castle Troy in the guise of Sean Archer starts calling his daughter Peach. And they also use that line that I could eat a peach for hours to oh, yeah, sink to the his voice. voice up. Yep. So when he goes, he goes, put, we've implanted this in your neck. So we're we, the only, oh the my only God. audio of him we have. Just keep repeating is, this line until we peach. calibrate your voice. Peach, I could eat a peach for hours. And then John Travolta's like, Peach, I could eat a peach this for hours. Like, peach, I, peach. It's, it's really scratchy. Peach, peach, I could eat a peach for hours. Then finally he goes into a peach. 
I gotta eat a peach for hours. <laughs> I, I like the uh, 3D visualizer they had for the voice in that scene. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, the X, Y, and Z axis of sound. <laughs> yeah, yes. truly accurate science. to science. Yeah, did all I, that. I just love it when movies get the little details, like 3D sound, right? You know? I like how they go the extra mile to create such a thing, when in reality, you didn't need to fucking cut to anything. You could have just seen him talk into a mic and be like, I get it. You could have directed <laughs> this movie God better, maybe? <laughs> you think you're better than John Woo? I would no, no, I think I I'm don't. better than John Woo. Well, I mean, only only one of us hasn't made Mission Impossible two, and it's me. So, I mean, there's that. All right, but if you had the script, what changes would you make to Mission Impossible two? No, well, <laughs> not Mission Impossible two. Wait, to which one? To Face Off. Oh, I wouldn't change a word. Really? <laughs> oh, I'd add more instances of beach. I could eat a beach for hours. You just literally have like a ten I'm minute. I'm slowly loop. turning into Ted Levine from Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Preach. I need a page for hours. Preach for was she, hours. Was she a great big fat person? <laughs> yeah, so she was. She was. A, she was a large woman. Oh, come on in. <laughs> I know I got her contact information somewhere. Well, I don't know why that's the scene I'm doing for Silence Life. That's not the famous scene. No, it's not. <laughs> I'm doing this really strange. I'm not even. I'm not even like. Could I help me with this couch? Can get this couch in here? Would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I need a peach. I need a peach. I'd fuck. I'd fuck a peach. I'd fuck peach. I'd fuck a peach. Put the peach in the basket. I just want to know who, who fucking wrote. Put the peach in the basket. Who wrote that line? Why did they write that? One line? of the one of the four credited screenwriters, three credited screenwriters. Is that is that what they do? Do they go to the bar and just say like, "Sit here, leave right here." Say, I could use a peach. All right, peach. Let's see how well this they line works. They tested it at bars yeah. in the real world. Oh, it Madam, doesn't. If I it's were Perfect. tell you that I could eat a peach perhaps for hours. <laughs> Would you be aroused? <laughs> would, the, would this I, elicit sexual I, excitement? I, it, it's fine. I'm a screenwriter. Ma'am, ma'am, Please ma'am. don't call security. If I were to tell you that I would bite your peach. <laughs> would you be able to stop me before I rendered you blind? It's another Ted Levine. It's from Shutter Island. Ted Levine's in that movie. He's the warden. That too obscure for everybody. I've seen it. I just didn't like it. And yeah. I couldn't. We're a that's face-off a, community. That's a great movie. Wait, that's a great movie. Is it? I know the complaint is like, we get it. He's really insane. I'm like, yeah, that's why there's 20 minutes after that. That's not the end of the movie. The end of the movie is, I killed my wife. You know what? I'd rather forget. Fucking lobotomize me. Maybe I should rewatch it sometime. That's not on this podcast. Not on this we podcast. We don't watch the good ones. It's yes. too new. It's too new. And we traffic in nostalgia. And clearly no one likes it. <laughs> You gotta, you gotta wait at least ten years. No, nah, I think it's I gotta be. Know. I actually think twenty years is a really good cutoff for us. So anything from the year two thousand becomes fair game. Next year it does. Next year, I look forward to our podcast on swordfish. I'm out. I formally resigned from the podcast. You <laughs> can watch uh, Spice World. Uh, you must, that, Done. We can watch Spice World now. The movie came out like nineteen ninety eight. Um, uh, Blade. Nineteen ninety eight. So Blade's already on the. Man, nineteen ninety eight was really your year, wasn't it? Good Would you year? like to also watch Mercury Rising? Oh. Fuck no. <laughs> I saw that shit in theaters. Why? Because I was 12 and I was like, it's the star of Die Hard. Dad, oh. can we go see Mercury Rising? My dad was like, sure. And I sat there like, this is not like Die Hard. This is not Die Hard at all. Why does that kid keep making soup every day? I was like, why? <laughs> I was like, Alec Baldwin's, I remember thinking when I was told, I was like, Alec Baldwin's the villain in this movie. But it doesn't seem like he really cares. He's really not giving it his all. So face off. Face off did nothing for me. What did you like about it when you were a kid? I think when I was a kid, I only paid attention to the action scenes. 
So, like, I would be playing with toys or whatever, and then I'd be like... And watching Face Off, you know, like kids do. I'd be like, ooh, man on boat. Every Saturday morning, I was like, gotta watch my Ninja Turtles, gotta watch my Batman animated series, gotta watch my X-Men, gotta watch Face Off. Sometimes you just want to see John Travolta. We're gonna beat Skeletor. (laughs) Hey, look, Caster Troy's shooting a gun. (laughs) That was a great video that I was like, Terminator and Robocop had, like, an alien had, like, action figures. Mm. Movies kids should ostensibly have not seen. Where was my fucking Face Off action figures? Where was, were there broken arrow action figures? I think there were. Where are my face-off action figures? My little cast tra- and their oh. faces they, should switch. I was, I was gonna say, their they... faces should come off and you should switch them. So you can first you gotta Holy gotta buy both. But you gotta get a you gotta get do a they have buttons on the back? They need to have a button on the back with catchphrases. I, I could eat a pinch for hours. <laughs> but do they come? Do they come with that little plastic suction thing that you stick on their head and pull their head off? Yeah. With? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's mag- a playset. The playset is the. It's it's magnetic the and there's hospital. a playset. There's a hospital. Hospital playset. Caster comes with his two 1911s that are gold plated. Yes. I wouldn't mind a figure of him in the hospital clothes with a cigarette without his face on. Well, yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the detail. So if you get McFarlane toys to do it, that's when you take off the yeah. face. But yeah, so his catchphrase, I'm going to preach for hours. And then Sean, I just could be, it won't be a catchphrase. It's instead of Kung Fu grip, it's that face touching yeah, movie touch. <laughs> you hit a button on the back and his arm comes up and his fingers run along the face of someone else he loves, which he does a lot in this movie. <laughs> Too many times. I was a little uncomfortable. Yeah. I keep watching face No, off his it. is still I could eat a peach for hours, but it's voice modular. Peach. So I like, gotta eat a peach for hours. <laughs> I can't imagine watching this movie as a kid. It would just give me all the wrong ideas about how the world Human works. Sexuality. Like bullets. Yeah, they don't anything, explode. Any, I would say the I would say the worst part about it is the human sexuality part, which sadly given statistics is actually very realistic. But <laughs> So there's the prison place that you get the speedboat place that yeah you get, the, you get the, you get the, but those are like floatable toys you can the, take with you into you the bathtub. You get more than two. I want a Margaret Cho figure. I want Gavin from Silicon Valley. I want that dude he fakes a heart attack for. I want a Nick Cassavetes one. I want a Gina Gershon one. I want Joan Allen uh, in the hospital place. <laughs> So you got like the oil rig, you got the... Uh, yeah, the, the secret the, prison, yeah. Yeah, the little hideout that... With John Carroll Lynch Ooh. as the guard. But are their boots actually magnets? So of course like, they are! So he can walk You're up your... You're goddamn ref- right they are! <laughs> he can walk and, up and your refrigerator. That's part of the ad. The ad is like a stereotypical mom, like opening the fridge door, and there's a fucking Gaster Troy, just all like fucking Spider-Man on it. And she's like, honey, with her hands on her. I could eat a peach for an hour. <laughs> yeah, little kids, like, little kids also be like, I could eat a peach for hours! Hours, mom. <laughs> oh, you. Oh, my God. It's like kids. Well, that's, oh, that's the other fucking tie-in. They get masks. And the kids wear yeah. masks. And you get the little toy golden gun. And you get the little toy. I don't know what he had, like a six hour, just a normal gun. And he's no, just no, no, like, you got to get the little bundle, like the little toy. Or, uh, he comes with a harpoon gun. Like a, <laughs> the harpoon gun. Or like a lunchbox for kids with kids, the chicklets and the drugs all, and the guns. Kids, it's almost dinner time. What are you guys doing? We're playing face off. <laughs> That's <laughs> I'm, like, I'm Caster Troy. I'm going to take your face off. <laughs> oh, you can have a scene towards the very end of the commercial uh-huh. with the kid with the little fake Caster Troy mask on. He's being carried by the kids holding a cigarette yeah. screaming, Everyone got a light. light. I need a light. I like to play Pollux, and you're like, ooh, that kid's fucked up. <laughs> The kid's just holding an animal weird, and you're like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. He's holding a fish. Holding a stuffed salmon going, sex sandwich. Age is heading up. Some assembly required.
All, all products sold separately. <laughs> this is marketable. I don't know who the market is, but it's some marketable. retro toy. Oh, I would fucking totally buy these toys. Oh. You just gotta wait for face off too. Face on. It's face, <laughs> face on, but off. the slash turns into like a two, and it's like it's like I had to, and it's the trailer like I had to become him. Now he must become me. You're like, wait, that's the, still the same movie. <laughs> I would totally watch a, a requill to this movie if they got Nick Cage and John Travolta back. You know, it'll it'll be their daughter. It'll be their daughter, and he has a son you never knew about, and they swap faces. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe the whole movie is just the kid had his face swapped by his father, and he's, like, living his whole he life. He swaps faces with his kid? He, well, no, no, no. The, the kid is, like, living uh-huh. his whole life. Like, why did you swap my face? And he's like, because you remind me of my dead son. Maybe it's better that the whole uh, movie. He's new just plan, living with new that. plan spin-off just starring Margaret Cho and Gavin from Oh He Died. <laughs> yeah, he's dead. Margaret Cho, the ghost so of Gavin. She's haunted by Gavin's death, but ghost uh, off. So Margaret Cho's haunted. She sees him in, in like her waking nightmares. Why didn't you save me, Margaret Cho or whatever her name was? Deb, I don't know. <laughs> Debbie. She's the head of the FBI now. And she's like, there's one case we never cracked. And I don't know. It's like Castor Troy's son or weirder. It's Pollux Troy's son. And so she it's a to, fish. It's a fish. It's a half fish man. It's the merman from Creature from the Black Lagoon. I was going to say, what if Haunt happened to face off because of their connection? Oh, they joined like Firestorm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. After, okay. after they had their face I off. I like this. No, this yeah. is way better. They merge. <laughs> now they're one man, yeah. but the both consciousnesses are inside. Exactly. Who's in control? With the power of uh, I want I want Nicolas Cage to be in control. Actually, now all of a sudden, I just want a Haunt movie starring Nicolas Cage. And and much like adaptation, you should play both brothers. <laughs> yep. They're twins now. <laughs> Norm- normally, I'd say no, but after watching Mandy, I'm down. <laughs> yeah. Give me, give me the character from Mandy playing as the uh, the, the priest. Uh, I don't know. I don't like Haunt anymore. Daniel. Ha- Haunt man. Da- was it Daniel? <laughs> yeah, Daniel. Yeah, I can't believe I fucking remember. Daniel that. and Kurt. Why do I man kill me now? That's a sh- <laughs> should not remember That's that. That's a real shame. Oh, I just feel sad now. You want to feel sadder? We have one more film to go. <laughs> So, Brian, on the road to Mandy, which is what this this ongoing miniseries is going to be called, check in regularly. We're not going to do it every week, but you're going to see some We're going to keep doing Nick Cage until we eventually get to Mandy. Mandy. Stay um, tuned. In any, in There's any, a lot of Cage in, in any order we want, and no, we don't have to do it all. And honestly, we may get bored and give up and forget about this next week. But you know what? <laughs> Such is our right. The show is free, so fuck you. This is good. This is what we want. Just skip face off. How does it compare to Mandy? <laughs> Which is it, what we're going to ask at the, doesn't. We're gonna ask at the end of every road. How yep. does this compare to Mandy? It does not. It's what, not even the same actor. If you could take one thing about Face Off and put it in Mandy, and you have to pick something, what is it? John Travolta. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> That's okay. a weird choice. I was going to say peaches. I was going to say peaches. Does that mean Mandy has bad supporting? <laughs> you know, Mandy, I could eat a peach for hours. hours. <laughs> I still haven't seen the movie. I have no idea what, what sense it is. I know Linus Roach is in it. That's about all I got. Do you think John Travolta wants to be there's, as weird as Nicolas Cage and nobody's asking him to? There Maybe. There's there's like one character he could be. What if halfway through Mandy, <laughs> switch faces of Nicolas Cage Nicolas and take Cage's over the other half of the movie? Yep, then I really, would. David Lynch it up really make it like Mulholland Drive or Lost Highway then it wouldn't be a good movie just halfway through the film they change actors and never acknowledge it anyway that was face off I loved it 
Actually, I liked it. Man of refined taste. I, I got to see the origin of some of the oldest internet memes of Nicolas Cage's face. That's true. There's a lot of good. This is up there with Vampire's Kiss with a lot, which, yeah. by the way, oh, Brian looks so happy that we're going to watch Vampire's oh, Kiss. It's got to be so good. I never misfile anything. <laughs> a, B, C, D, <laughs> E, F, G. I don't understand, and I don't know if I want to. Oh, you're going to understand everything. I'm looking forward to this. I don't have a clue. Steve, would you recommend face? Would you give it a five out of seven? How many faces would you give? It? <laughs> many, I would give it. I would give. It how many peaches? I would, would give you it give? six. Peaches. How long would you eat a peach for in relation to how good the fruit? How many hours? I would eat a peach for at least two out of five hours. <laughs> two, two and a half hours out of five. I give it eight face touches. So the road to Mandy. There's still another film that we uh, took part the in. Road, on the, road the Road to Mandy's Mandy Lawn. It's full of highs. It's full of lows. Obviously, we all agree, and there's no way anyone would disagree right now. The face-off was a high. It was a, it was a higher point. Relative than, high to it, it part a, two, Simon West's Con Air. For, for me, Con Air is maybe one of the worst things we've watched in our podcast history. Boy, that's saying that's a lot. That's a bold statement, um, sir. I really didn't like it. I've never seen Nick Cage with an accent. Like that. like that. So for those who don't know, Con Air is a uh, film that uh, in which Nicolas Cage plays Cameron Poe. From Bama. From Alabama. From Mobile, Alabama. And Nicolas Cage's accent is... Uh, oh, it's rough. It's something. He plays an army ranger who is coming back home to see his pregnant wife. And a bar fight ensues with some rowdy gentlemen. And he uh, accidentally kills one of them. He is uh, immediately uh, sentenced to like seven years in prison. He's going to be paroled. And for whatever reason, he and some other nonviolent offenders, including his friend... So he's a diabetic. Um, so they're all going to get on this plane. The U.S. Marshals are going to transport them in in addition to that, Mobile, Alabama is about to open fucking apparently Arkham Asylum. As a result, this plane is filled with some of the worst of the worst criminals and they get a real suicide squad over. They each come off the plane and fucking graphics come up on a cool catchphrase names as as, uh, as what appears to be a strun out John Cusack playing a U.S. Marshals list them because Oh man, they, that was that he was, was rotten on what's going on in his life. Uh, Cole Meany plays a, plays a DEA agent. They want to put somebody undercover on the plane. One of the inmates knows something about a big drug bust. The mastermind of, of the criminals is cyrus the virus played by john malkovich and he takes over the plane couple of things to keep nicholas cage in the game his friend is a diabetic as we previously have set up perfectly and yep <laughs> perfect screenwriting <laughs> in the in, in the um taking over the plane his insulin is destroyed so he's going to die he's gonna go into diabetic shock and most likely die also there is a uh inexplicably a, an attractive female prison guard on this plane that includes some of the most dangerous rapists and murderers danny trejo plays a, a convicted uh, serial rapist and he basically threatens to rape her and uh nicholas cage is like i gotta stay and save this woman and my friend um because it's the right thing to do you know and good on him and, uh, <laughs> and uh, anyway principles i'm not going to get into the details of what happens for the next two hours but uh, the movie stops starts a lot the plane lands then it takes off that then takes it off lands again, again then it takes off a fucking again and then they end up in vegas and then there's a chase on a fire truck uh, it's a lot like speed except it's like an hour longer somehow and uh it's not like steve, speed except the bus gets to stop steve, often steve buscemi plays like fucking hannibal Lecter, and uh he gets away and you know that's charming i guess and uh nicholas cage murders john malkovich and goes home a hero yeah it's a weird 
movie. Yeah, and it's weird because what you just described seems to fit with the plot I remember. This movie... <laughs> David, you're not wrong. <laughs> this, this movie was technically almost half an hour shorter than the first movie we watched. Boy, it does not feel like... No. But it felt like, like longer life. than the Titanic. That's because, Connor, it stops and it starts. Like, the momentum doesn't keep going in one direction where Face Off has some slower scenes, but at least the movie is moving in a direction. This movie, like, will actually stop its story to do other things, which is a fucking death nail to momentum and pace. It stalls. The like, movie why, stalls. Why do we follow Colmini to go chase down the plane? So at one point, they take the transponder off the plane. They put it on a, um, a tourist plane to divert the, the feds from their trail. There should just be the scene of them planning the transponder. We should never cut to those people ever again. We get it. You got led astray. It should be one line of John Cusick on the phone where he's like, don't follow the transponder. It should not be like four minutes of the movie. And there's a million things like that in the movie. Yeah. Unnecessary details that don't add anything. Unnecessary conversations yeah. that don't add anything. How much shorter than Face Off? So this was 115 minutes. Face Off mm-hmm. was 140. For a movie that's like half an hour shorter, I think there's four times the amount of speaking parts in Con Air. There's a lot of exposition for It's no like it's a reason. mad, 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 mad world. And but, they, you know, they Con do, Air. They do talk a bit slower when they got the Alabama. That's true. Everyone's real laconic. I really enjoyed Nicolas Cage <laughs> trying to sound Southern. It, it amused me. <laughs> I, I've, I've seen a lot of his movies, and this might be one of my least favorites. You clearly haven't seen enough of his movies. I mean, it's, I didn't yeah. like this movie, but you have not seen, seen enough of his movies. Buckle up, because you are about to I don't get... know. About halfway through the film, we were getting bored with it, so we started going through Brian's movie shelf. Bri- and I... the fact that you would talk shit about this, but then go, hey, look at this don't copy say, of... Don't say titles, because they're... <laughs> Spoilers for upcoming episodes. Yeah, this oh, copy oh, know, redacted. There were some films of his that you had on your shelf that I go I, I question the validity the, of your, of of your, your judgment <laughs> when it comes to these movies I know this one was bad but man you got some bad <laughs> no I used to go to CD Warehouse all the time and yeah. buy just random movies how you don't own Con Air is kind of beyond me this is my first time ever watching it I've... you literally have pointed out things on the shelf you have never watched how I think that's maybe wrong unless it's redacted oh I'll cut this out. Yeah, I was about to say, you just that cut was, it. I don't uh, know why you're trying really hard like it's live. It's live. <laughs> was, Shit, we're live. That's very similar. Guys, this is live. It's very, very similar to the Redacted. situation. Hey, Off of the Con Air topic for a second, there may be some good shows coming up based solely upon Brian Shelf. Shelf. Yeah, that's the next miniseries. After the Road to Mandy, it's going to be called Brian, Brian Shelf. Shelf. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to rename the podcast. That's why it's Caddy Wampus, Corey, because there is no structure. There is no law. I, I, I can still think that there might be a semblance of a possibility of structure no not at all there's no No, thank you sir put the bunny back in the box Box. and i could eat a peach for hours hours. i could Uh, eat a bunny for hours i'm steve buscemi i'm weird i don't remember anything he fucking says in the movie You don't have to. All you need to know about Steve Buscemi is he's basically Hannibal Lecter or Charles Manson. Take your pick. And at some point, he has a very long interaction with a young girl in an empty swimming pool in a trailer park. And they sing and they play with dolls. And then the camera starts to tilt in this way that implies it's not real, but then they never follow up on that. And it seems <laughs> Which like was the real. far more interesting film. Yeah, that that was weird. I, I mean, did... the character is weird. Steve the same is weird. Ryan's just falling asleep. <laughs> he fell asleep during the movie, so it's only fair. Oh, yeah, it's only <laughs> so, fair. To recreate what we felt, Brian will now fall, fall asleep. <laughs> this you, is going to be the best ASMR. You, you might have <laughs> snoring in the middle of the podcast. That's the ASMR we've been yeah, waiting for. Yeah, that's the for. ASMR we've been trying to do. Is, isn't it kind of like, Snakes on a plane. 
in what way? Go on. And then it's fucking stupid. No. Snakes, well, yes, in I'd, that way. I would it rather is. watch Snakes on a Plane. I would not. I would also, not. that it tries to take itself too seriously to be too stupid to be good. Snakes on a Plane, I remember it started and there's a dude on a motorcycle. And like 10 minutes in, credits rolled. And I was like, okay, well, after this, we'll cut to the plane. And they did and I turned it off. Now I know what was wrong with Con Air. When do we get to, to the, the fireworks, fireworks factory? factory. <laughs> Snakes on a Plane is a real case of when do we get to the fireworks factory. I was like, when the fuck is this plane? You do not call your movie this and market it this way and not be on this plane by minute six. Now, Con Air, we jumped we into the plane, plane. kind of quick. Was not, least... not really. There was a very long montage of him's daughter growing up in the seven. They decided well, they were going to take his discharge. They were, it starts with his discharge and the incident that got him incarcerated. We see a snippet of his trial and then we see a montage of all seven years of him in prison. It, they all like, looked very similar. They all involved him reading books and working out. Interesting detail. And then you just cut to his hair being lawn and wizard-like. There, there's a quick scene. It's a very quick, like, maybe five-second thing. <laughs> you can wispy. see him practicing Spanish. Real which you yeah. think would be really relevant, but he never uses That's weird, that. too, because Spanish is also the code for the terrorists, so it seems yeah, and, to imply that he would know that that would be important. And the connecting flight that's going to take them to uh, presumably South America or Mexico, it's, it's run by people that are speaking Spanish. And you would think, yeah, oh, Nick Cage will have we, this we, skill. Right, we saw him learning this for years. And therefore, know something. And he doesn't. Does, does, he does, doesn't does, really does, use it now. No, not at all. Zero use. It's no. like the only they set thing, it up and they never followed up. The only thing you needed to know about his time in prison was the fact that his hair got really long and seemed to have the magical ability to control the wind. Oh, he was like Samson. Anytime Did he you think would, his hair gave him strength? It, not only that, it allowed him to control time and wind. Yeah, because ti time <laughs> just, slows down I when you see his hair. I just and he, re he shook his head no, like, I'm not waking up. <laughs> no, I refuse. <laughs> no, I don't like Con Air. No, I do not wish to discuss it. Nobody likes Con Air. You just learn no, to live with it. Tony said he likes Con Air more than Face Off. Uh, opposite for me. Brian's roommate yelled from downstairs how much he loved Con Air while we were watching it and would ask where we were in the movie period. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he'd, he'd hear like a bit of like the audio and he's he like, like is did that... this guy just fall to the floor? Is that like... my beloved Con Air right here? <laughs> he's watched this movie a few times. Well, when you saw... see, as a boy, when Brian was watching Face Off and playing with action figures, this face -off action Tony figures. was playing Con Air. With his Cameron Poe action figure. <laughs> with his Cameron Poe and his Cyrus the Virus <laughs> action figures. With his airplane play I bought a Danny Trejo figure. It says he has Kung Fu Rape. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! He it was one of those uh, under cold water tattoos. Danny Trejo's arm under cold water. It added heart to his tattoo. Oh God! <laughs> Why? No, thank you. Why? <laughs> Don't forget your Steve Buscemi playset where he sits across from a child in the middle of an empty pool. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things where I'm like I get why people like it, but like Con Air, like I don't. I don't get it. It's over time. I mean, there's definitely the, the, the Jerry Bruckheimer had a period of time where he was making these movies and they were they were they were pretty successful. Uh, they were they were dynamic for their time. You know, I think a lot of it was there was a lot of flash to them and you know, Bruckheimer. You know, really started to, to pull from those music video directors. You got Top Gun and Flashdance, and you got these movies that just had a different look to them coming out of the '70s. And I and he kind of pushed that in the '90s with you know obviously bringing in Michael Bay. And there were a lot of action movies in the '90s. 80, 80s through 90s, right? Now. There's a lot of action movies There's now. A lot of action movies. Maybe. Black here. Panther is an action movie. <laughs> is it? Yes. What? You're asking if the movie were no, two. No, it's a were... period piece. Yes, <laughs> it's, like, it's, a, it's a sitting room drama. 
<laughs> There's like 15 minutes of action the entire movie. That's not true. The movie opens with an action sequence where he attacks a bunch of militiamen. There's a car chase after a casino fight. There's two trial by combats in the film. There's then a giant war. People ride rhinos into battle. And then Black Panther and Killmonger a, fight through a shaft. With, oh, okay, like so maybe Dragon 30 Ball, minutes the la- no, that last... no, there's more action in that movie than you think. I will load this video up. Yep. I will analyze it. Yeah, that's a, that's what? a real... What do you mean they're not action movies? That's not a hill to die on. <laughs> like Avengers Infinity War is an action movie. I, re- I, re- I thought it was a murder re- mystery. I recall my previous... <laughs> it was a murder mystery. <laughs> it's like Agatha Christie's Avengers Infinity War. I thought it was like a sci-fi I, thriller. I propose that Thanos is in this very room. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, action movies have been a thing, I mean... Since, since action was invented. Yeah, since since the dawn of cinema. Cause like I westerns. remember when I invented action. <laughs> I guess they've just evolved. Yeah, they changed. Like, westerns were action films for the most part. Like Con Air it's was an aesthetic. Like, was considered like a good action movie back in '97. No, I don't even know what the critical. I would imagine critics were re- actually. I don't know. I don't know what the critical response was. Neither do I. But like, Face I did know Face Off was popular, this. right? I don't. I don't know. We were kids. Does anyone have a phone? <laughs> here's my. Here's what I'm getting at. Maybe these movies were considered to be better than we consider them to be today. So it's probably a fair so statement. So how well do you think Black Panther, The Avengers are going to hold up in 20 years? Well, the two movies you picked are, I can almost guarantee you, more critically acclaimed than the two movies we watched exactly. in their own time. That, so you think they're still going to be just as exciting? I think they'll hold up better. I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. Uh, I think Black I think Panther our standards will hold are going to way better I than think Con Black Air. Panther will hold up infinitely better than God. Black Panther Black Panther has performances that resonate. And maybe it'll hold up, but not there are classic films from the 90s, it, though. And you know, we look at these 90s Don't action look, films. Don't look, you to be like, no, are no, there? No, no, no. I'm, I, I'm, but were there good movies I'm sure, the 90s? I'm sure they're good, but I'm sure they don't hold up. Pulp Fiction doesn't hold up, but it's yeah. good? What the fuck does that even mean? Yeah. Okay, so we, we've talked about this during movies. Like, we call these, like, pre-9-11 world. Oh, these uh, the, these these are definitely pre-9-11 films. Yeah. yeah, yeah. By, well, yeah oh, yeah. Technically, but also, like, the way these movies were shot. Well, the way they the sensibility, pass. like the sensibility, is such a weird, like, like, like. Can you believe the fucking FBI? And you're like trying to stop terrorists, beating up veterans because. <laughs> fuck oh you. yeah, exactly. You're a vet. You're a veteran. I want to fuck your girlfriend. I'm gonna fight you in the parking lot. You lost Vietnam that... in the middle of the nineties. Hey, you fucking lost Vietnam, and I'm sure those fucking assholes exist. And this film implies that he just he came back from what Kuwait. I have a feeling you're kind of, and he's an army ranger specifically. To me, that that rings of Mogadishu. He literally gets shit on for being an army ranger. Yeah, and then you when piece he acci- of shit. Yeah, and then when he <laughs> when he accidentally kills this dude, the first thing the courts go is, "Oh, well, you're dangerous. Fuck you. You are a deadly weapon." <laughs> yeah, this is also in this is in Alabama. Not that judge does not support our troops. But this was pre nine eleven. Pre nine eleven. Well, that's where like, that was okay. Well, yes, there was this really weird, not really weird, but there was this this huge pervasive undercurrent of this anti-establishment, but but like that's really true. really really like safe anti-establishment, not real anti-establishment. You mean rage like, against the machine anti-establishment? I would say that's an accurate <laughs> assessment. You know, where the most punk thing we had was The Offspring. All these these movies where it's like. Well, you know, the fucking military, what do they know? You fucking government, what do you know? Like, that's the sense. Only our lone hero knows what's up. Even, I mean, the fucking X-Files is about two FBI agents who basically sit around and go, fucking government, man. 
I mean, even when they brought it back, it was basically still that. <sighs> yeah, I, what a I don't want to talk about them bringing it back. It's Brian a... wants to talk about Con Air. That's all he wants to talk Brian about. Brian wants sleep. I want to talk about eyelids. Brian Go wants on. to talk about tell peaches. Me, tell me, yeah, could you eat a <laughs> peach for hours? How many peaches could you eat? In how many hours? In the next hours. Least, how much peach could a woodchuck eat if a woodchuck could eat peach? Well, for the I, set, for I the... could watch Mandy for the rest of my life. Okay, so, uh, so is Con Air better Con than Air. Mandy? No, Con Air is awful. So we'll what look, part of Con Air yes. would you put into Mandy? Danny Trejo. The rapist? Yes. <laughs> what? You wouldn't put in Cyrus the Virus he or might, Steve Buscemi? He might already be in He there. picked that know. character randomly. Have you never seen Mandy? I'd like to see John Cusack in the film. Well, wait, which John Cusack? Current day John Cusack? Or that disheveled, skinny, looks like he's dying John Cusack I would like from to see, Con Air? I would like to see current day John Cusack, but I'd like them to use that Marvel digital de-aging technology to make him look like 1997 <laughs> Con Air. Like, for <laughs> those of you who are not going to watch Con Air, because I know none of you are going to watch Con Air, yeah. it's if also you have any kind of rational thought, but... John Cusack literally looks like a kid playing dress. He up looks in unhealthy. It, I, I'm a little concerned. I, I mean, he's alive still. He's so clearly I'm not dead. I'm, so I'm he's not fine. concerned, but it, it, it was concerning. Had I had my wherewithal and I was old enough to understand what I was looking at as a child, I probably would have said, "Hey, Dad." Should we call somebody? <laughs> Should we call Joan? Should we call Joan Cusack? So Danny Trejo is what you would take from this film to interject into Mandy. Better than Dave Chappelle. By the way, Dave Chappelle's in this movie. And that, it's not great. No, it's not good Dave Chappelle. I thought I liked Dave Chappelle. And then I watched this movie and I went, I don't think I like Dave Chappelle. Because <laughs> it's, it, one, I don't think this ever works in movies. They do this movie where they hire this comedian. And it's like, hey man, we're just leave the camera rolling. You know, throw out a couple good ones. You know, just keep just keep riffing on it. Just keep going. And the movie inevitably keeps like six of them in a row. Because he, he starts making these jokes about this Native American character. And instead of the, like in a normal movie of an actor, you would have written one joke and he would have said it in the movie movie would have moved on but they he says it and then they use it as adr throughout the scene you hear him making different riffing jokes and they cut back to him to get six more good ones because they're like well this is all gold just so six jokes in a row but it's the same fucking placeholder but you, you just need one of them and you do like six that happens a couple times with him and i and that's not his fault like that's the movie's fault oh for, yeah and it happens all the time you know like jim carrey is like yep. definitely like a big problem where a lot of movies would use him in like batman forever it's one moment that deserves one joke and they keep like three in a row and sometimes it's in one unedited shot where you watch him just say three things in a row and i'm like it's like you're watching him do the takes you know yep. and, and a better edited movie like the mask doesn't do that in the mask it's like one joke next part of the scene new joke and it's, we're moving and here's a joke and yeah it's like moving. the story the story doesn't derail to give you six different options choose your joke yeah it's a choose your own joke adventure so yeah. so con air how many? All right, we'll we'll start with how many peaches? And, uh, That's how just many, the rating system for all of them. No, how many bunnies how would many you bunnies? put in the box? How many Alabaman <laughs> accents would you put? Zero. Zero, Zero bunnies in the box. You gotta put one. You gotta one the lowest. I don't put have the bunny back in the box. <laughs> <I'm putting> <laughs> Fuck you, I don't have to do it. Yeah. I'm not your puppet. I'm putting zero in that How box. many worlds would you put in your hands? I'm putting no... Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I am curious to see you guys, or see what you guys think of Mandy, because I do think 
Yeah, keep waiting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll get there. I don't know if it's eventually. There's a road. There's I don't a road. know if it's the that if he's older or if he just like I don't know takes it more serious than now. But he well, seems. I, I think it's just he always makes really really bold choices, and sometimes that just doesn't fit the movie. Um, it's Was more National more Treasure human. A bold choice. I've still never even seen National Treasure. I'd... Oh, get ready. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna do both yeah. of them. Maybe. <laughs> oh. Wait, what? There's a second one. Book Wait, of Secrets? I've there heard, I've heard you could basically oh. skip that second one. Oh, oh no, gonna, I no. disagree. I think the second one's the what is where it's at. Yep. The We're second going one's to steal where the you want to be. Of Independence. Well, no, so that's the first one. The second, one is, second one is, we're going to kidnap the president to prove my ancestor didn't kill Abraham Lincoln. And then there's a Book of Secrets, and there's a setup for the third movie that is one of the best setups for a sequel I've ever seen in my life. And it's a damn shame we didn't get the third. Bruce Greenwood is the president, which awesome, obviously pre-scandal. You know, solid, solid presidential nope. casting choice. The show scandal, he didn't have a scandal. He's the president on the show scandal. Oh. Um, Corey gets looking like scandal. Uh, what Captain did he Pike? do? Captain I'm... Pike in a scandal? I've never heard such a thing. Um, and well, another one. That's what I'm thinking. He because he's read the book of secrets that is passed out from president to president. Keep up, keep awake, Brian. This is for you. <laughs> Important. Nicholas Cage in the and, Chamber and, and, of Secrets. Uh, and at the end, the president like thanks Nicholas Cage for his service and understands why he had to kidnap him. And he goes, uh, by the way, did you happen when you had the book to look at uh, page 96? Ominous music. And Nicholas Cage goes, I did, Mr. President. He goes, I have some few ideas about how to help you with that. He goes, I thought you might. That sounds like the end of Resident Evil 4 and the beginning of Resident Evil 6. Oh my god. Four and like, the end of 4 and beginning Are you talking of about six? the game or the movie? The games. Beginning the, of 6. I don't remember the, the I played the, 6, but I remember the beginning. At the end of four, you save the president's daughter. Yep. And you ride off in the sunset on your jet ski. Yep. Yeah, quality. Um, and then the beginning of yeah, six. Yeah, but Connor didn't do it for you, huh? <laughs> the uh, the beginning of six, you are resuming that that role to protect yeah, uh, the uh, okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah, president's yeah, daughter. I remember. I played six, but it was not memorable. Uh, it's it's awful. Six is probably the worst. Oh no, six is hands down the worst. Yeah. No, the uh, the re the new uh, Resident Evil Two remake is really good. Mm-hmm. I'd say the first remake and the second remake are probably the two like best games in the series. But well, I heard they're already working on remaking three. So I did play a lot of three. I just I played the shit out of Resident Evil. I just 3. did a playthrough of three about a week ago. I probably played more three than any of them. I just enjoyed three because Nemesis was really fucking terrifying because so, he would just show up at fucking random. So replaying it, I realized he's actually not in it. I guess not as often as mm-hmm. I remembered. It was all, but and it was always at the most inopportune time so, he was in it. So, what would happen if Nicolas Cage was cast in the Resident Evil TV show that may happen? As Nemesis? Yes. <laughs> sure. No, as Jill. No, no, no. As a new character, and then surprise, he turns. Oh no! Actually, he turns into Wesker. Nemesis. Wesker. Oh my God! I want Nicolas Cage as Wesker oh. so bad now. I don't know if I want him as Wesker or no, if I, I want do. him as like the uh, the trench coat guy from uh, two. I can't remember his name. Is. Are you talking about the tyrant? No, tyrants. Um, I'm trying. To, I can't think of the name of the guy, but he's in the trailers for Resident Evil Two remake. He's got a trench coat on and a little hat. His face looks like. Hellboy. You mean little hat? He looks like he Define looks like little hat. Little little. He's got a small hat. It's been a long time. It's been a long time since I saw that hat. <laughs> so so he'll play Nemesis. He what he's gonna do? He's gonna play a guy. And then at the end of With season one, coat at the end of season one, hat. he turns into re- or to Nemesis, and you're like, oh shit! But you're he still to- has the little. I think hat. Brian's about to pass me a picture. Uh, no, I would. I would... Are you showing me the hat or not? I'm, I'm about to show me the little hat. It's not really. I guess it's not that small of a hat. 
interesting. You son of a bitch. That's a normal sized hat. It's a normal sized hat. <laughs> All right, for the for the for the audience, this is a completely normal hat. And it's a picture of Mr. X. And that would be Tyrant. That is the so normal sized hat. So it's Mr. X and then he mutates. I don't care oh, who no, he is. He... I care about this hat. I was told or I would what get we a now call hat. Hatgate. This is negative six hours of eating a peach. <laughs> Verdict. I'm Put throwing up a peach right now. That's how bad this is. So all the peaches I ate that you ate for so many hours. By the way, I've never tried to actually just eat a peach. Is that a thing? Yeah. It definitely doesn't it, take hours. It definitely only takes like five seconds. But it, they're really easy to eat. Yeah. Well, I get that part. It's a it's a metaphor. But I know there's some fruits. That's that what I was oh, really about. Right? That's what I was very concerned about. I was like, David, did you really think he was talking about peaches? <laughs> Whoosh! Wait, what? Oh no! Uh, no, no, because I oh some... no, my delicate sensibilities. So like, I find like I find like oranges like way too citrusy to actually eat myself i know people do that i don't like the texture i like the taste i, I like will not eat an orange for hours well i like oranges <laughs> homophobe <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well gentlemen as entertaining as this has been i think we should wrap it up i've got peaches to eat for hours <laughs> brian has left Brian's the room physically leaving <laughs> okay we're watching him leave we're watching him go the door is out he's yeah, in a different room now and I have been Steve. Yeah, I've, I've been Corey. Sometimes I'm Brian. <laughs> I've been David. Well, if you excuse us, we have peaches to eat. You've been listening to Caddy Wampus. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr at Caddy Wampus Pod. Email us at caddywampuspodcast at gmail.com. Music by Tilly.